This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Oh, hi, Mark. this point in the program, I would say, oh, hi, Mark, because that scream can mean only one thing. Tyler, turn the music down. Tyler, turn the music down. Thank you. And we are uh, We're waiting on Grody. pursuing Mark Grody. He will be... Hey, uh, uh, Mark, Mark, if you're listening, Hello. this is when you're supposed to be on. Yeah. Yeah, so... There we go. Dial up the, the access. <clears throat> Five seven four texter two three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Of course I love you, Rosie, but it's great to hear studs. Although he seriously needs to rent a ton, that's in capital letters, of movies and open his horizons a lot. Oh, hey, no, come on. Don't act like I'm not cultured when it comes to movies just because I haven't seen Goodfellas. Goodfellas. What's it like? Slapshot. Look. So, so I got a couple blind spots, but I'm not like totally ignorant here. Two of the top here. five movies, easily. Two of the top five greatest movies ever. But really? I would t- let me tell you this. Interesting. Let me tell you this. We're on to eleven. We have T minus less than an hour. Rosenblum and Studzinski at eleven o'clock till forever, probably eleven p.m. The NFL triple header: Packers, Lions. Commanders, Cowboys, Niners, Seahawks on 670, the score, and the Odyssey app. Packers, Lions, who are you rooting for, Studs? You, you, you want both teams to lose, Lions. I know. Well, the, the Lions are going to win the division, so it's Lions. I never root for the Packers. So more bad stuff to happen to the Packers? Yeah, exactly. Okay. By the way, this texture, the, the one that you were you were mentioning, maybe he's unaware that virtually every movie and music from the past 15 years sucks. No, it doesn't. Brian, if that is your real name. No, it does not. <laughs> From Mishawaka. Yeah. It does not. You're absolutely wrong about that. Don't don't act like I I can't sit here and talk about good pop culture because I haven't seen Goodfellas. Sit back and do the listening. We'll do the talking, man. Come on. Wow. I'm not gonna take that critique. Look at you. Look at you breaking out the whooping stick. All right. 815, Wake and Bake Thursday. Happy Turkey Day. Okay. We haven't talked about that. We haven't talked about the Wake and Bake Club. There was mm. 
There was a calamitous tweet sent out, <laughs> seemingly calamitous tweet sent out, that the Wake and Bake Club was rocked by. Snoop Dogg said, I'm giving up smoke. Right. My family yeah. wants your private. We, we, please respect, respect our respect. privacy. <laughs> so then two days later came the, and, and one of the commenters, one of the note, uh, somebody who wrote on the, on Snoop's, uh, Twitter machine account said he's going to come back and do vaping or something. Well, you were close. He's going to come back Not and he's going to do a, a smokeless fire pit. That's what it was for. He's giving up smoke and the <laughs> sticky icky. Yeah, I saw like that. that. It's like, what a great marketing campaign. It is. Got the yeah, attention. He's everywhere. Snoop Dogg. And not only is he one of the faces, one of the blunts on Mount Cushmore, but he's everywhere. He's doing everything. Good for him. 331, Sunshine, y'all have me consider bailing too, leaning towards the Dolphins. Why the eh, Dolphins? They got some fun. I like their coach a lot. He was available. Are we now picking other teams? I'd rather we pick. No, I'm not. I'm picking other baseball teams. I'd rather we pick the next creative way than Matt Eberchoke will lose a game, that his team will lose a game. Why don't we ask Mark Grody? He Mark covers. Grody? Do we find him? He covers the Bears. Well, Tyler says so. So let's find out. Mark Grody. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, guys. How are you? I mean, think about it. The Bears are going to be playing in Minnesota. Minnesota, as we know, dials up pressure. So here's how it could get worse. Maybe Justin Fields will get sacked in the first four plays of the game this time around. <laughs> you think they're going? That is. That would be a way to get worse. You're right. Yeah, hey. I mean, if you guys wanted me to start by going negative, there it is for you guys. Perfect. Perfect. I don't know what's been going on here, but, uh, <laughs> boy, you guys sound like you're on fire right now. Well, I was – you know what? I'll run this idea. We started the show with this, so I'll run this by you. You give us your take on it. Okay. Sunday's game was a horrible – was a horrible, bad, not good version or a conclusion to – helping evaluate maybe the worst thing to evaluate Justin Fields because no. for 55 minutes, you got Joe Montana, you got Tom Brady. And then for five minutes, you got, you got Justin Fields, you got Jay Cutler. You got that whole thing. You got bad coaching, bad play and bad, bad, terrible stuff. Wrong. Wrong. Oh, wrong. 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 I, yeah, things went haywire in the end. It sucked. It was awful. It was a choke. Uh, whatever word you want to use is certainly not hyperbole. But if we're talking about, if we're doing the final seven game evaluation, check the box. Who yeah. cares if they win or lose? Well I, well, I guess I shouldn't say that. But That was um, last year, Mark. We're not talking like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Fields, to me. Check the box. I said one of seven. That was a good game, Justin Fields. Now, on the other side, Matt Eberflus, exact converse. He had a bad game. Check, because, you know, the, the not-so-dirty little secret here is that it's not just Justin Fields that's maybe under a seven-game evaluation from the powers above Ryan Poles even. It's Matt Eberflus. So, the Flus, I'm sorry, but, like, I – Whatever he was culpable for or not at, at the end of that game, and look, he, he runs the defense, so there's culpability right there. That is a – you blow big leads in the NFL, and that goes directly back to the head coach. So that 
See, that makes sense, Grody. If we're doing the binary, a one is a good, a zero is a bad, Justin gets a one, Eberflus gets a, a zero for the last game, right? Are you with Are you with me on that or not? Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think that, okay. like, Rosie had an interesting point that I heard him out on, and I think that he's not outright wrong. He's just kind of wrong. Just a little bit wrong. <laughs> so, uh, Grody, Grody, I've been waiting all morning to, to ask you this. It's a Saturday suckage reunion, so I just want to um, ask you, uh, Bears? Oh, Bears. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, Bears. Um, I think that's a really good thing to say. And I, I will say this to you guys. <laughs> yeah, Bears, uh, right? Yeah. I know I don't. No, I don't. I don't say this a lot, and I probably should. And Thanksgiving is the day to do it. Uh, you guys suck. I mean, this show really sucks. This is a terrible show. Just, yeah, and so just I love you guys. You know. Yeah, I love you. You suck too. It's great. You know, we all <laughs> together. We suck. We suck together. No, no, don't put this on me. I got out. <laughs> I got out. You know what's funny is you got out. You well, got actually, out. Actually, so and, did, and I. So did I missed, Trash Panda. I well, yeah, but. He still uses the same open, Grody. I don't know if you ever listened yeah. to the beginning of the show. It's the same open that I made like three years ago. Uh-huh. And it hasn't because 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 Grody asked me one week, you know, because I was working the show pretty much every week. And he asked me like, hey, can you update our open? I said, yeah, yeah. I, cer- I certainly can. Yeah. And so I did. And then within two weeks after that, he wasn't on the show anymore. So he's on the billboard for the show, but he's not on the show. Right, and now he's on this show. <laughs> and now he's on this show. About Saturday Suckage, but is, he's not on that which show. Which is not our show. And we're yeah. in for, well, right now we're in for Dan and Lawrence. We were in for Malian Hall. And- see, like, <laughs> I, I'm ingenious because, or a genius, because basically I have automated myself on the show on Saturday. So, like, I'm still there because I've got myself in the open. <laughs> And I do, I'll be honest, I do take pride in being a founding father, a co-founding father with Steve Rosenblum of Saturday Suckage and the Wake and Bake Club and everything that he I did. Thought, I, was, I thought that was so. I thought that was Burnfield. Who who, who was the originator? What? No. Su- no. no. It was you two? No. Okay. I was always yeah, I confused like on the lineage. Like- oh. <laughs> look, no, look, I love all those guys, but little credit where credit is due, <laughs> Rosenblum had a um, organic, if you will, natural, if you will, um, just it was a flowery invention of the Wake and Bay Club. It happened naturally because the city of Chicago had run out of weed, and we, the, the, for the first time ever on our show, the phones were ringing off the hook. <laughs> no, that was what happened was there was a major bust off the coast of San Diego, and I just said there was like 4 million pounds, whatever it was, major bust. And Mark Sweet. says, Chicago is out of pot. We are out of pot. And he holds the microphone like that. We are out of pot. And in the other room is the tomato face, Dave White, Senor Blanco. And all of a sudden, the bald painted Senor White turns tomato face. All 10 lines light up. And he picks up the phone and slams it down and picks up the phone and slam. And we could see him jerk his head. And Mark finally says, what's going on in there? Because everybody believed you. They're worried that we're out of pot. <laughs> That's how we knew what our what our demographics told us. Hey, we are the Wake and yeah. Bake Club. Hey. And well, the show has been that since. It had a certain vibe to it. We, You know what we did, Studs? Yeah. At that point, we relaxed the show. That's what I'll just say is a way to encompass it all. We relaxed the show a little bit. Well, that's what <laughs> that's what that's what the show should be, should be. Saturday, right. Saturday middays. Yeah, 
But, Saturday you know, suckage. We're not. We're not rating that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Although well, one time it we makes, did. It makes I, sense. I asked Bill because I said, "Can you look out what me and Grody are doing?" And he, he was surprised to find out where we're the highest rated AM show. How about that on Saturday? Oh, look at that. I still listen. Glad to see it meant so much that you weren't listening and you didn't know. By the way, Mark Rohde is going to be on this here radio station all by himself. He doesn't need us. We are grateful for his appearance here on the Sucksgiving reunion. As I told you, we'll take you up to the NFL triple header at 11. Packers, Lions, Commanders, Cowboys, Diners, Seahawks. Tomorrow's programming, 6 a.m. to 10, Gabriel Mirrors and Marshall Harris. And then 10 to 1.30, Mark Rohde. He will take you up to Dolphins and Jets. Heard right here on the score. What do you got planned, Grody? What are you going to do tomorrow? Bears. Bears? Bears. Bears. All right. So, Bears. Well, it's funny. Like, yesterday, I filled in with Anthony Heron, and I had all these ideas. I'm like, oh, I got some I got some good thoughts on the Bulls. I want to get out. I got. I want to talk about this Shohei Otani, a couple of big-picture things nationally. And then we talked Bears, basically, the whole time. So I imagine that is what is going to happen. Actually, no, no. I did, just to stop myself, I did, I am going to have uh, Ricky O'Donnell on to talk about the Chicago Bulls tomorrow. So that was just to protect myself from me from talking. <laughs> from embarrassing out? Not that anybody would probably have a problem if I was to talk Bears for three hours. I don't think that that would, uh, let's wait, 10, 11, 12, one, a three and a half hours show. Um, so I don't think anybody would have an issue with that, but I just figured, you know what? I got I got to mix it up a little bit. Got to mix it up a little bit. So explain the, the choreography of the offensive line. And it appears, I don't know, from, from this standpoint, they got what they consider their best five out there, even if not in the ideal situation of leaving Jenkins next to right, but explain what you expect to see Monday night in Minnesota. Were you expecting to see something different on the offensive line this I, time around? I, I don't know. I'm not sure who they're married to. I like look, yeah. I'm all for I'm all for Tevin Jenkins on the right side. I understand Nate Davis as a at right guard is what he does, and Tevin Jenkins can make that left side yeah. stronger. Um guys are bigger over there. He's an animal. I I was comparing him to Kyle Long. And we were talking about that earlier, and I mm, thought there's just such a fun animal part of Tevin Jenkins that I love watching play. And he doesn't get in nearly as many fights with his teammates, but <laughs> but I will say no. I think Steve. I think it's going to be what it was last week. I don't. I don't expect them to change off of it. Even though we, you know, we all. I, well, I think we're all on this show, and I think the majority of people probably would have preferred to have seen Tevin Jenkins continue to play right guard with Darnell Wright just because of what was growing there. But, you know, I think that they made it clear that, you know, that look, they told, uh, they did something, I don't know if it was unprecedented this year for Matt uh, Eberflus, but he told us early in the week last week what the offensive, all the, yep, Nate Davis, he offered it to Nate Davis going back to right guard. I thought for sure we were going to have to dig for that one, but that is them saying, no, look, Tevin Jenkins is versatile. He can go back to left guard where he plays very well as well. Um, so, you know, and Nate, like Nate Davis is, is no slouch. He's been pretty good when he's played. So I don't have a big problem with it, but yeah, I, I'd prefer if I had the choice, definitely would, I would have kept Tevin Jenkins at right guard, but yeah, See, Lucas Patrick will line, continue to line up at center as I, well. I think that that's a conversation to have during the off season, 
right? When, when you get to the offseason, you say, hey, Nate, Tevin, you want to, we want to have a conversation about flipping you guys. You, I don't think you do that during the season when Nate Davis has never played left guard. Yeah, that's a great point. And, yeah, that, I mean, sometimes we assume as onlookers and broadcasters and beat reporters, we just assume that guys, yeah, it's easy, just go, go back over to left guard. And to some degree, yeah, it, it, it can happen, but not yeah. everybody is. Yeah, it's and easier. Clearly not. It's easier to go from left guard to right guard to right guard to left guard than it is from left tackle to right tackle or oh, right yeah. tackle to left tackle, right? Yeah, it's easier, but it's, you know, Tevin doesn't have a problem with it. He's done it before, but he had already went from right to left. So he had the groundwork at right, and he talked about, like, it was very easy for him to just switch back over. Nate Davis doesn't have that background, you know? Yeah. That's why I was saying, I was saying last, last week, yeah, you got to go with Tevin back on the left and Nate Davis at right. Yeah, and here's another thing too. You know, one of look, one of the reasons you don't hear a peep out of Tevin Jenkins um, is because eventually he he's got to start to think about getting paid as well. So he's going to be a good soldier. I know that last year you could uh, make the argument that he wasn't a good soldier early on in the season. That's you know in terms of all the wackiness that was going on in the off season for him. And uh, but since then, I think he once he you know put the ego aside and said, "All right, I can accept playing on the inside, even though you know he's a hype tackle coming mm-hmm. out of college, all thinking he's going to be the next left tackle of the Bears and <laughs> plans a wire." Here he is as a, as a really good guard in the league, and I think that he knows that that's the way he's going to get paid. Quite frankly, and other teams see what's going on. Assuming he stays healthy, they got to extend him. Yeah. Like he's, he should be a bear for life. If he can stay healthy, yeah. like prove the rest of the season that he's, he is a, that's a bears offensive lineman. Like, yeah. That no, is, I, you see, you know, when you see it, that's one right there. Yeah. And uh, that health factor is so spot on studs. I mean, like that, that's the only thing with heaven. And unfortunately his injuries have been of the high caliber type. We're talking about back, you know, and neck, and well, cap I guess is not as bad, but uh, yeah. but those the, the back thing still scares me. Like you always get worried that that could re erupt, and who knows? Who knows what what he's been feeling? I think that's another thing too is that when if you get to a point as a player when you have an injury that I'm not going to call it chronic with with him. I mean, he had the back surgery and he's had issues with it since. That that's the kind of thing that you, you don't eventually you just keep quiet about, and if it really gets bad then you take yourself out of the game. But that, that, that's, that's spot on, man. Like you got it. That guy, if he, if they can project his health, he's going to, he's going to have, I think he's going to have a long career in the NFL. It's just a matter of how much security he gets out of it. Mark Grody is joining us on this Thanksgiving reunion here. He covers the bears for the score. He is appearance today powered by IBEW local nine, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. We walk through the various versions and gobbledygook of whatever interim Bears coach Matt Eberchoke was saying about Montez Sweat and his usage. And so your view, you were there, you were listening to all this. You kind of, I felt like we got whiplash trying to figure out what was going on. But what was going on with the way the coach is trying to explain not having his best player out there at all the important times? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I'm picking up some gobbledygook to take to my uh, parents. <laughs> um, here. What size? What size gobbledygook? 
I, I usually get like the medium container at Jewel. Yeah, Jewel. there you go. The Jewels. Make yeah. sure you put yeah. it in the broiler and just broil the top of the, the marshmallows. So, all right, real quick before you answer Steve's question, the, the, the Jewels thing, I, I recognized at some point after I moved up here, I stopped saying Jewels ironically. Like, it's just how I say it now. So the Chicago got Grown on you. Yeah. It's not that it grew on me. It just, at some point, I stopped saying it ironically. I don't know when it happened. And it just, yeah. it got, it, 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 it seeded its way into my brain. So anyway, you, you can answer Rosie's question. Now. Yeah, no, that's, that's very good. Um, oh, Montez Sweat. Yeah, I mean, look, he played 63% of the snaps, and there's no excuse for that. And Matt, Eber, it's almost like Eberflus didn't recognize what was going on. It, you know, it's like, oh, we have a rotation. You know, what are you talking about? We, this is a rotation. Well, I think that you have to either change the rotation or, ready for this, make exceptions, especially <laughs> in the wait, game. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that Montez Sweat, who you are giving $100 million to, who you traded a high, what's going to be a high second round pick for, who is probably your best defensive lineman, top three player on the defense, let's say. Are you saying that is not a rotational player? <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. And uh, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, let's just say, you know, improvise a little bit, uh, Mr. Eberflus, you know, that, that maybe call a timeout in certain situations at the end of the game where David Montgomery is about to score a touchdown and everybody's tired down the defensive line. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. You know, look, I don't know, like, Montez Sweat is a man of few words. When he was asked about that yesterday, he kind of just went with the flow, whatever, whatever. I don't know what he's actually thinking. There are the are the possibilities that they're they're easing him into the defense still. Is there a conditioning issue? I'm doubting that there's a conditioning. Why would there be a conditioning issue? Um, but you know, there you 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 do have to consider those possibilities and things that people aren't telling us in terms of the player and what's really going on. But on the surface. It certainly does appear that we are justified in saying, hey, play your best player a little bit more than 63% of the snaps. Just to remind you, when I saw it earlier in the week and I heard him, I was part of the rotation, it reminded me of a story that Bill Belichick said when he was defensive coordinator under Parcells. And there's a team meet, there's a defensive meeting, and, and Lawrence Taylor's not there. And Belichick <laughs> starts a meeting and he goes through it and he tells Parcells later, he says, I started the meeting, but Lawrence wasn't there. <laughs> I started the meeting, and we ran it, and Lawrence wasn't there. And Parcel says, why'd you start the meeting without him? Exactly. That's, that's exactly right. That's right. Come on. Figure it out. Right. And that's what you're dealing with. Different rules, right? Yeah. Different people. That, Maybe the greatest part. defensive end at all time, he gets to choose when he shows up. Yeah, and he did, <laughs> kind of. And, and like yeah. That. yeah, well, I don't know. God, I hope he's not choosing 63% of the time, but uh, I doubt that that is the case. Well, I got a feeling, like, when we've gone through things like this where we really, really dig into the why with Matt Eberflus, it seems like, like or even with Luke Getzey, things change quickly. So I, I wonder if we're going to see, just if nothing else, to shut us up and to have us stop asking the questions, Montez Sweat's going to play a lot more snaps well, this if, week. If that's what it takes, then, you know – then we made some real change here. So, yeah. uh, all right, I got to ask you, Grody, the 219 texted in, and I'm guessing this is a reference to yesterday. Did Grody find his rye bread for Thanksgiving? Oh, thank you for asking. I did. And oh, thank God. It was, it was because of, of 
excellent customer service. I, again, yeah, really quickly, like I'll make this fast, but yeah, I was supposed to get, my mom told me to bring to, well, I'm making this appetizer. And she said, she was telling me the ingredients for this appetizer. And it's like these cucumber cream cheese things that you put on a little square of rye bread, a tiny little square. They're called cocktail squares. Okay. And I went to one store and they looked at me like, what are you talking about? And they couldn't find them. And then I went to the jewels last night. Um, <laughs> Gene Grody sent them to the jewels. And then I couldn't find it, but there was this service person at the jewel and she was unbelievable. I described it and she, I'll be damned if she didn't go in the back of the store and come out with two different types for me. So yes, thank you for asking. I've got my cocktail rye squares and uh, there will be um, at least one appetizer at the Grody Thanksgiving special. Thank God. Wow. Crisis averted. Yeah. Victor appetizer victory right there. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. That's taking the victory formation, taking a knee <laughs> right, right on the cocktail square, aren't you? Yes, I love that. All right. Tell Gene Grody and Gary Grody hi and happy Thanksgiving for us, would you? All right. Uh, Thanksgiving to you guys. Have a wonderful uh, rest of your show. Uh, what do you guys got coming up? What we got coming up is Shohei Otani is going to join us in and, and a couple of minutes Perfect. talk about the Cubs because that's what he's been doing. So that's that's where we are at this point. Great. I'm looking forward to it, boys. Happy Thanksgiving, and I'm sure I'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Bye. Mark Grody. Yep, you too. Bye. Covers the Bears for the score. He'll be on tomorrow at 10 o'clock, 10 to 1.30 tomorrow. Mark Grody taking up to Dolphins and Jets here right here. You'll hear it right here on the score. Gabriel Mirrors from 5.30 to 6.15 tomorrow. And 6.15, Bulls at Raptors. Yeah, so we got yeah, a yeah. Chicago-Toronto game. So Bulls at Raptors, or weekend. Bulls weekend. at Raptors in Toronto tomorrow at 6.15. And the Maple Leafs will be here 1 o'clock tomorrow at United Center. So that's your next chance to see Connor Bedard score, which is the only thing that matters, the only thing of interest this year, this so, season. It's reason enough to watch. Yeah. So... We I referenced Kyle Long earlier. Kyle Long found a positive in the Bears choke, and Martellus Bennett, Bennett found some truths. So what the hell? We'll kick those around. People who have played for the Bears talking about the Bears. That's crazy. Look at that. It's inception. It is. He's Adam Stazinski, Trash Panda. I'm Steve Rosenblum. We are the Sucks Giving Show. Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The mentality is definitely part of it. You know, and I think that mindset and the mentality is where you start. That's where your foundational floor is. And then it's the execution piece of it after that. You know, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? And how can we execute fast and, uh, and, and correctly? And that's really where it starts, you know. So um, mentality, that's a great point. And that's exactly where our, our, our mindset is, is the mentality to finish, um, you know, to make the good calls on offense and defense. And also for the guys to execute and the playmakers to step up to make those plays. Steve Rosenblum, Adam Studzinski on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. That's going to be on my, I've been running down top riffs of all time. This will be there. It's up there, I guess. I'm not a huge Guns N' Roses guy, but I recognize the iconic. Yeah. You know. That's exactly what it is. I'm not a big Led Zeppelin guy, but Black Dog was there, I guess. Saturday, yes. whenever it was. It seems like yesterday because it's such a fresh and, and well, they're the first. iconic show. Oh, my God. Like the show? Yeah. Iconic. Yeah, I'm the iconic Steve Rosenblum of Saturday Suckage. Who Just won't label be on yourself this, iconic. I won't be I like on that. this week because we, as, as a radio station, The Score is presenting you Ohio State at Michigan. 10.30 to 3. I'm saying this so Jim Harbaugh knows he has something to listen to since he won't be on the sideline for this game. <laughs> 10.30 a.m., Ohio State at Michigan. There you go. That's on this radio station. So Kyle Long, former Bear, a wonderful follow on Twitter. You saw. Love that guy. Yeah, love that guy. And he had seen the meltdown, the debacle in Detroit. And he responded to a tweet where it said the top five of the 2024 NFL draft as of now. Number one, Bears via Panthers. Yes. Number two, Cardinals. Number three, Patriots. Number four, Bears. That's the the flip side of last week was if, if you're looking at it from the tank perspective, which I'm not. If you're looking at it from the tank perspective, it was a perfect week. Because That's what he said. Great just, job by the Bears today. By not winning TBH. Yes. So because and the Giants somehow won. Yeah. So that was big for the Bears. With the you know the story of the Tommy DeVito, the Jersey played, boy oh, who's from playing Illinois. for yeah. Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team? yeah. He's from. He played at Illinois. Yeah. Right. But hometown hero. He lives ten minutes from the stadium with his Brett. parents. With his parents, and it was a spectacular when he beat the Commanders. The Commanders. I I don't know who put this out, but. The Commanders are the first team to lose to a quarterback who still lives with who still lives at home, has his mom do his laundry and make his dinner. That's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. So the Bears ended up with a fourth, and it is from that standpoint that's the biggest positive. If you, yeah, so if this was last year, and that happened, it would we would be cel- we would have been celebrating a tank win on Monday. Because yeah. Justin Fields played well. Yeah. The, the the defense largely the team largely looked good. You could see that there's progress. They lost the game, and a team that the Bears needed to win won, and the Panthers continued to lose. But we looked at it through a different prism yeah, because this that's year. Not, that's not how we're looking at it. <laughs> yeah. 
It still is. Everything outside of the Bears was was really good for the Bears last weekend. Mm-hmm. The Panthers lost. The Giants won. Like that was good. You need to you need to, like the the Bears are going to have a top two pick in the draft. Like the Panthers are not winning more than another more than one game the rest of the season. Like that team is awful. Like it was one of those like that, that Thursday night game against the Panthers, the Bears and Panthers. That was one of those games where it's like you want to see a bad team. Like that's a bad team. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. With I know the, the wrong Bears quarterback I know, I know the Bears barely won, but they kind of coached cowardly and they were just like, let's just get out of here with a win. So I think if Justin Fields plays that game, they win by twenty. So I asked earlier who has more weapons, Justin Fields, Pat Mahomes, or CJ Stroud? And I bring up CJ Stroud because the Bears passed on him too. Yes, they did. This is this actual proof that an Ohio State quarterback can be a star in the NFL. We have not seen that. And that a bad team can stumble into a good quarterback. Yeah. The Bears because, are a bad team. Because the Houston, did. the Houston didn't select C.J. Stroud because they wanted C.J. Stroud. He was just there. Right. He was. So, who has... Now, Kelsey's the best, right? Of, of those three, all the guys I'm talking about, yes. all the teams I'm yes. talking about, yes. Travis Kelsey is... And, and this was even pre-Tay-Tay, pre-Swift. <laughs> in... In his pre-Taylor era, he was the best. He remains the best. He's he's the best. But we saw what happened. Mark has Scantling, Valdez, Droppy, Trippy, whatever. Right? Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah. Yes. That guy. That's that's whatever. That's Kansas City for Tyler Scott. Can't stand up. Can't catch the ball. That's a game <laughs> that you're waiting. Right. That yeah. guy can't do well, it. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes won the game. But his receiver didn't make the play. There you go. Yeah. Justin Fields iced the, game, iced the game, but his receiver, receiver didn't. Yeah. So, who did Kansas City's receivers have been an issue all year? They didn't go out, and everybody's now yeah. That saying, receiving course sucks. Like, all right, so let's we'll start. So, but they does he does Patrick Mahomes have a DJ Moore? No. All right, so unless, Justin Fields has a if better set of weapons. Yeah, unless we're counting. It depends on how you look at Travis Kelsey in this conversation. Are we looking at Travis Kelsey as strictly a tight end? Because that's really not what he is. He's a number one wide receiver is what okay, he is. Okay, that's fine. He's better than DJ Moore. He's better Moore. than DJ Moore. Right. So whoever's going to be your tight end, Komet, Cole Komet is better than whatever comes after. After Travis Kelsey. Yes. yes. Cole Komet was deserved to get paid. He's showing you he deserved to get paid. That's yet another weapon, whether the Bears choose to use him or not. Whether they choose to target him or not, he is his his metrics, his numbers from last year tell you he's top fifteen. Even this year, yeah. he's been a top five tight end this year. I, I'm saying he's been excellent. That that's okay. That's another weapon that right. he's yeah. That he's so got. after that, I couldn't tell you any on of Kansas CJ's, City. Okay, C.J. Stroud, who's he throwing to? Tank Dell, who's good, another rookie, and I don't know if I can offhand. Name another wide receiver on the team. Yeah, see, I don't know if that makes us bad football fans or if it's some. He up. well, the only highlights you see, like we haven't, I haven't watched. I don't think I've watched a full Houston game this year. So the highlights you see are CJ Stroud to Tank Dell. I know that Tank Dell is good because I've seen like Matt Bowen break down on Twitter like why Tank Dell is good. Yeah, but no other receivers are really doing anything super noteworthy. It's it's CJ Stroud making lifting a lot of heavy weights, I think, there. So, like, if we're saying who has the best weapons, it's probably the Bears. Right. So why isn't Justin Fields Patrick Mahomes? 
because he's not Patrick Mahomes. That's a bad comp. We shouldn't be making that comp. Like, oh, I, like of course you like absolutely comp, like, you well, should. Yeah, like that's the goal. But Patrick Mahomes is probably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Well, it's always and good so, to have a goal. Yes. So like the goal is to get there, but it's unfair to compare anyone to him because nobody is playing quarterback the way that Patrick Mahomes is right now. Let me ask you a question about the goal. The comp should be Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts. Those kinds of guys. Not Patrick Mahomes. <clears throat> okay, let me ask you. Let's go back to the draft day of draft night. And Justin Fields falls to 11. Yes. Why? You're talking about why did he in fall? 2020? Yeah. Why uh, did he fall? Uh, I can tell you that it's because the Jets are dumb. And the 49ers made a bad evaluation. And the Panthers... Passed on him for inexplicable re- reasons. So did the Broncos. However, the maybe, Broncos, you know what? The Broncos took the best player ava- available. They got a really good corner. But, you know. What if they didn't make a mistake, but they knew something we don't know? And the question is, we weren't. The question are you talking is, about those teams that passed on him? They made bad evaluations. And other teams that, you know, the Bears, are, Bears traded up to get him. I don't know that they made bad evaluations. We've seen Have him you play. seen Zach Wilson play? Yes, that's a, that bad, a evaluation. bad evaluation. Trey Lance, Trey Lance, bad, bad evaluation. evaluation. Okay, right. So, what if I don't know what goes on in these meeting rooms when they put quarterbacks on the whiteboard and they go through all the process and thinking? I don't know if that played a part in it. I know it played a part, but I don't know if it played a part in the decision by a lot of teams to pass on a guy. They thought we're we can't. This is not the kind of thinking we want, or he doesn't. He didn't knock us over on the whiteboard, or something. I think. Well, I think there was a lot of concern about his anticipatory passing. Hmm. I think that that's what the knock on him was, but it was also just inexplicable. Like to me, it's inexplicable that he went that far back. Like this was a guy, Justin Fields, who was two-time Big Ten Player of the Year, outplayed Trevor Lawrence. Two times on college football's biggest stage, won one of the games, mm-hmm. and he went after Zach Wilson, who played at BYU, and after Trey Lance, who played twenty games of FCS football. Like it doesn't, it'll never make sense to me. He should have been the number two pick in that draft. Still, should be the number two pick in the draft. Teams make so many mistakes with quarterbacks. And well, it goes to the conversation. Like it's that's how hard it is. Like quarterback evaluation is almost impossible in the NFL. A lot of it's just luck. Like we think, unless unless it's Andrew Luck, you're drafting. How do you not know how? How are you not perfect in the best, the most important position in the game? This is embarrassing. The entire NFL gets almost gets pantsed. It's 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 really is inexplicable. You'd think that someone would have figured it out by now, but it's because. There's some things with with quarterbacks you just don't know until they're out there on the field playing in the NFL. Like you just you you That's can't true. you just don't know until they're on the field. And what we've seen from Justin Fields is what they what they feared holds the ball too long and between sacks and doesn't doesn't know how to recognize an open receiver in the NFL. He's become better at that. He's better He's at it. Better at getting yes. rid of the ball. Um, maybe he'll be better with a coaching staff that knows what it's doing with a guy like that. So we'll take a break. We'll, we will take you up, me and Studs here, 
to the NFL triple header, starting at 11 o'clock, Packers-Lions, then Commanders-Cowboys, Niners-Seahawks right here on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. But before we get out of here, Tim Jenkins, a guest on the Midday Show, the Bernstein Holmes Show, had some sympathy. <laughs> Studs wanted to pay, play this, so we will bring back, we'll give you a sucksgiving chuckle before we get out of here. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Adam Studzinski. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Steve Rosenblum, Adam Studzinski on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Welcome and welcome back. Top of the hour, we will bring you the NFL triple header, starting with Packers-Lions and Cowboys-Commanders and Niners-Seahawks right here on The Score and the Odyssey app. 670 The Score, the Odyssey app. But first, we wanted to leave you with this sucksgiving chuckle. It involves Tim Jenkins, a guest on the Midday Show. So, Studs, share with us. Walk this up. So, Tim Jenkins, as you mentioned, is on Bernstein and Holmes, typically at 1 o'clock on Tuesdays, breaks down the field from, breaks down the film from Justin Fields. He's excellent. You should give him a follow on Twitter and watch his videos on YouTube. But he, we were talking about the most recent game, and he who has only been watching Bears games for two years now, feels our pain. It was just one of those games, and, and I, I kind of said this at the closing of my video, where it's like, I just feel like since I've started breaking these Bears down, it's just all I see, which is pretty decent football if you actually look at it, but we just find a way to lose, right? It just like makes me I, – I, I've basically been a Bears fan for like two years, you know, I, I have people that I talk to on Twitter and they're, you know, they've been, they've been doing this thing for 40, 50 years. I couldn't imagine. I'm already heartbroken, right? I'm two years into this. <laughs> so it's just like, dude, I'm like, you have no idea. You know, it just, it just feels like what I've seen where it's just like, it's almost like a culture. It's almost like we've just let this creep in where we're going to play good football, but we don't know how to finish it. And it's, it's not, you know, it's hard to say, oh, well, it's this person's fault because it just feels cumulative. It's like, we're all doing this. We're all in it together to find a way to lose. And it's, it's tough. And it's, it's tough to, I couldn't imagine being on the team because I know that's not really what they're doing, but it just like, it just feels like no matter what you do, this is kind of the end result. So there you go. He knows what it's. He, he, he it's only a small p- taste. You're getting sympathy. I'm two years into this, and like he's he's in trouble mentally and emotionally. No, and now it's only do it. Two years. Now do it for 18 more years. That's how. That's where I'm at. This broadcast. No, we're going to take you to the triple header: Packers, Lions, Commanders, Cowboys, Niners, Seahawks. Right here on 670, the score in the Odyssey app. Same place on Saturday, 10:30 a.m. Ohio State at Michigan. Thanks for coming in, studs. Oh, this is a blast. Happy Thanksgiving. Tyler Ferengel, thanks for coming in. Thanks for producing this epic, this sucks-giving sucks-giving show. We wish you all a happy, safe sucks-giving with you and yours on the score. Boomer is
Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.